Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast back for the week 17 episode here. Just two weeks left in the regular season. Uh, a little bit of a curveball here for uh, the holiday episode. We've got a special guest with us. It's uh, Adam's brother-in-law, Rob, filling in for Robbie this week. So, Rob, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you so much for having me on this week. And uh, I'll try my best to entertain everybody and... Make it a great show. Oh, well, we're glad to have you here. Oh, yeah. We, we needed a West Coast correspondent on the, on the <laughs> oh, pod. Yeah. Somebody's got to tell us what's going on with the Cardinals. So. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot <laughs> we need an insider's take. So yeah. we're definitely looking forward to breaking that down. But uh, you guys had a good holiday and everything? Yeah, it was very nice. Uh, some time at the in-laws. Uh, had some good food and uh, good company. Yeah, you can't ask for much more, especially... Uh, with the two-day NFL slate uh, games all day, Saturday and Sunday. So there were, there were some good ones, you know, the snoozer snoozer Sunday night and then uh, the Monday night game wasn't too great, but a lot of other good games. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, nice how that played out with uh, kind of like the red zone day Saturday and then uh, just kind of a game on each time slot on Sunday. But, yeah, I mean, really uh, from noon uh, Saturday to the end of to Monday night game, it was uh, there was always a game on. So, uh, yeah, I like the way they set that up. So hopefully uh, we can keep kind of doing that sort of thing in the future. But uh, with that in mind, let's uh, let's get into the kind of the holiday games recap here. And you know, we'll we'll start by looking at our uh, lead pipe locks from last week. And uh, Adam, we're gonna start off with you. Titans minus five. Oh, I miss man. That was a that was an ugly one. I, you know what? A lot of people, were, you know, say at least this week, you know, Derrick Henry being out. A lot of it's his fault. You know, he hasn't been great. And in the last three three of their losses, he's had fumbles, costly fumbles in all three. So, I mean, he's as much at fault as anybody else on that team, especially, you know, with the quarterback concerns they have with Tannehill out and Willis not looking good as a rookie. But, yeah, just overall bad look for the Titans. Then uh, Robbie brought in uh, Packers and Dolphins under 49 and a half. This wound up uh, <laughs> barely sneaking in. What was I think it was 20 to 20 at halftime or, or close to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, this game had no shot at going over uh, or going under at halftime. It somehow uh, came through. So uh, Robbie, Robbie snuck one out uh, last week with his lead pipe lock. And uh, I had the Jags uh, in a pick'em last Thursday night against the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson came through for me. Uh, wound up getting benched for I don't even know that guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how bad it is in New York. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that wound up hitting. So two out of three there. And then uh, for our podcast parlay, we had uh, the Jags money line, which hit. Uh, we had the Chargers. Minus four, which hits on Monday Night Football when they took care of the Colts. And then uh, the Titans minus five was the only miss. So two out of three, pretty much breaking even. Uh, Adam, what is our uh, asshole of the week this week? We, uh, we, we the, got uh, two this week. week. Um, both are quarterbacks from the 2021 class. Uh, first, we're going to start off with the Thursday night. Zach Wilson. You know, not 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 so much asshole as just bad quarterback. Um. Seems like an asshole off field, but yeah, you, you, I can't remember anybody that's looked this bad this early, like as a top two quarterback. I mean, Sam Darnold was by all accounts a bust, you know, he, he's 
like he was light years ahead of what Zach Wilson. I mean, he, Zach Wilson looks like he can't even be a backup in this league, and just I feel bad for the Jets because Jets fans because they got a decent team, and I mean they still got a chance of making a playoffs. But God, if they had any of if they had Justin Fields, I mean they'd be they'd be a dangerous team. But um, and then his AFC East counterpart. Uh, Mac Jones is the co-asshole week, and this this is just for being a straight up asshole. Um, you know, he dove at the legs on an interception of um, Eli Apple. This completely dirty play, and this is, you know, this is the third clear dirty play that he's had in a short career. He had the uh, the play where he slid and you know, cleated uh, Jaquan Brisker in the nuts. Yep, and then rookie year uh, he. Um, Brian Burns like strip sacked him, and he was playing on a bum ankle. And away from the play, he grabbed hold of his ankle and like barrel rolled, trying to break it. I mean, this this is the third clear, just I don't know, dirty, dirty play from a quarterback position, which is hard hard to do. So, <laughs> yeah, the uh, Grayson Allen of the NFL, uh, Mac Jones. Yeah, this uh, both these guys, uh, you know. Each kind of had their moment last year, uh, but, yeah, quite the fall from grace for each of these. Uh, Mac Jones might be uh, on the outside looking in now. You never know. Uh, they've gone to Bailey Zappi before. Maybe they'll, uh, they'll turn to him again. I saw something that uh, he might get suspended, too, for that for play. Hit, so, yeah. so we'll see what happens there. But I, I don't know. I don't think uh, Mac Jones has looked good for really two or three months now. So, um I, I don't I don't know I gotta wonder if uh, they might want to look elsewhere because uh, he just is really struggling. Um, somehow the Bears seem to have nailed the quarterback spot in that draft uh, <laughs> somehow some way. <laughs> yeah, him Lawrence and Fields looks yeah. about it. Um, all right, well we're gonna get into the Week 17 episode then and uh, get into each of these games here. We started off with a Thursday night game uh, with two teams with playoff aspirations. Uh, Cowboys are on the road. They head into Nashville to take on the Titans. Titans are 12.5-point home dogs here with the over-under set at 39.5. Kind of the key injury news here is uh, Derrick Henry is out for the Titans, and, uh, of course, uh, Ryan Tannehill likely out for the year. So they're going to be... Rolling out Malik Willis under center again this week without Derrick Henry. So that's the reason for the big line. Uh, with that, Rob, we're going to have you uh, lead us off here. What are, your, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, I think it's a big opportunity for Malik Willis to <clears throat> showcase why he, you know, he was a big-time quarterback coming out of college. It's a time for him to shine, and uh, it's just a great opportunity for him. You know, so hopefully, hopefully he shows up for Titan fans. What are you uh, you thinking here? You think they can uh, Titans can cover the twelve and a half, or you like the Cowboys in this one? That's a lot of points. I I think the Titans certainly could if I mean if their defense steps up and limits Dak to long throws and can contain Ezekiel Elliott. They they have a good shot to cover. Okay, um, Adam, what are you thinking on this one? Uh, this is a tough one. I mean, twelve and a half is a huge line on a short week for. Uh, away team to cover uh one, one other big injury uh jeffrey simmons uh star d tackle for the titans is also not going to play 
Um, so the, the, the run game is going to be hurting a little bit more. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover. I just, you know, they, they, they're still playing for the, the overall number one seed in the division, uh, after the win last week. Um, <laughs> Dak continues to look bad and good at the same time somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I, I just, I have a tough time. Titans are definitely a well-coached team and, it wouldn't shock me if they, uh, you know, showed up in this game and made it close. But uh, just with with all the injuries and people being out in this game not mattering to them, uh, I think they're going to play it safe and rest up for their playoff shot at Week 18 against the Jags. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to lean Cowboys here as well. Just seems like uh, too uh, too much going on on the injury front there for the Titans to overcome. I mean, that offense looked pretty rough last week against the Texans. Um, you know, this Cowboys defense is coming in, and, and granted, they've put up uh, they've given up some points as of late, but uh, just a lot of po- star power on this uh, Cowboys defense, and uh, not a lot of star power on the Titans offense. I, I just think that they're going to have a hard time keeping up. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if the Titans are getting more than 13 points in this one, so I think the Cowboys can come in there and take care of business uh, and, and cover the 12 and a half. Robbie is on the Cowboys with us as well this week. Uh, he's uh, he's going to back uh, Dak and the boys to uh, cover a big line on the road here against the Titans. So. Yeah, he used that as a confident pick. Yep. So we'll see uh, if that comes through. All right. Uh, next up, and, and Robbie, know I'm leading off uh, with you for this one. We've got the Cardinals heading into the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Uh, Falcons are three-and-a-half-point home favorites here. The over-under set at 42. Uh, Falcons still quite a lot to play for uh, this week as uh, they try to uh, somehow stay alive in the NFC South while uh, getting uh, Desmond Ritter some uh, some big uh, reps at quarterback, so we'll see if, uh, if they can hang in there against the Cardinals and what appears to be Trace McSorley getting the start. So, Rob, what, what do you think on this one? Yeah, he shows flashes of, of being pretty good. I, I watched the whole Patriots game, or the, excuse me, the um, the Buccaneers game the other night, and uh, he shows flashes, but, you know, it's a lot of dink and dump, and uh, they're going to depend a lot on James Conner and that, and also I just think the Cardinals are in tank mode. So I, I think the three-and-a-half – uh, the, the Falcons will definitely cover that. All right. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually going to lean the Cardinals here. I think this is a pretty low-scoring game. Um, you know, I've watched a lot of the Falcons the last few weeks, and, uh, you know, it's very run-heavy. Uh, the passing game, it's they're pretty reliant on uh, play-action rollout to, uh, to get kind of creative in the passing game. Otherwise, it seems like Ritter's still really trying to uh, – figure out the ropes uh, under center for this Falcons team. Uh, so I, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, given that this is going to be low scoring, I don't think either team gets to 20 here. Uh, I think Trace McSorley can at least keep it close. Uh, three and a half. You know, if this gets below that three-point hook, the field goal hook, I'd, I'd maybe start thinking Falcons. But uh, getting more than a field goal here, I, I'm going to lean with the Cardinals here. Uh, but uh, I, I also like the... Uh, the under in this one, uh, under 42, as I said, I don't think either of these teams gets to uh, 42, and that's going to be my confident play uh, for this game. 
Yeah, this one is hard. I've been sort of flip-flopping. Uh, I'm going to take the Falcons here, uh, minus three and a half at home. Um, yeah, I I just have a – I don't know. The, the Cardinals, they, they don't seem like they're in a good spot right now. And other big news is uh, T.J. Watt announced his retirement this week. Uh, he's actually looked really good the last few weeks, which surprised me a little bit, um, just how well he's been playing. Uh, First ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah. Wow, I I feel like he's got more left than, than uh but he I mean the card what's happened this year I'm not you know I, I don't I don't blame him uh but in this matchup it's hard because I, I you know I you do see some decent arm strength from Trace McSorley um you know I, I think that the offense is sort of in shambles um but in this matchup I think both teams are gonna really lean on the run uh with James Conner and then the you know, combination of Patterson and Algier for the Falcons. So I, I think my favorite play in this, this matchup is going to be the under 42. Um, but if I had to choose against the spread, I, I'd, I'd choose the uh, Falcons uh, minus two, three and a half. Yeah, and, and they definitely have to get uh, Hopkins involved. Yeah. Mean, he, he only had one reception in that Buccaneers game, and they just got to get their playmaker the ball. I mean, that's him and yeah. Connor. Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood. I mean, they, they just have to get it in their hands and let them go to work. Yeah. Yeah. And Robbie, uh, he's going to be on the Cardinals for uh, this matchup, getting the three and a half points. But, um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, this game should be pretty close. And hoping that under 42 hits because I, I don't see a, an offensive explosion for either team. No, not at all. All right, guys. Well, next game up, we've got the Browns taking on the Washington football team. Uh, the team, they really need a win here this week as they're trying to stay alive in the NFC wildcard race. Uh, big news that dropped uh, today, I think that was today, yeah. um, was uh, Carson Wentz is going to get the ball uh, for the commanders going forward. Uh, so Taylor Heineke... Uh, kind of a tough look for him. He's, I feel like this has happened to him in a couple of seasons now where he's just led this team back into the playoff race and then gets benched. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Carson Wentz here. Right now the team are uh, two-point favorites at home against the Browns with the over-under set at 40-and-a-half here. Uh, Adam, I'm going to have you start this one off. Yeah, this is a, you know I don't have a great feeling for this game. Um, I've been team Brown all year. Uh, I've definitely believed in the Browns more than I should have, um, and it's cost me. Uh, I still think that they have talent, and it wouldn't be surprising if next year they 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 surprise some people. But this year they're out of it. Um, I just have a weird feeling about the team. I, I don't I don't know how Carson Wentz gives them a better chance to win than what you've seen on a Taylor Heineke, uh, especially there's a locker room move in general. I, I you know Carson Wentz doesn't seem like he's the a leader of men and um you know that they're they're right now in the seventh spot so it's their playoff spot to lose and it just seems like a weird time uh to do that quarterback move especially after going up against a great defense like the 49ers so i, I i'm i'm just fading them uh i'm gonna get the taking the team with the points and uh uh maybe the browns surprising people one thing i did want to mention just in general, uh, weather's not going to be a huge factor uh, this week. <laughs> Last week it was a massive factor, uh, so uh, should be a little bit less um, variance due to weather, at least for Week 17. Rob, what do you think for this game? 
Well, I, I think the the team has a lot to play. I mean, they're playing for a playoff spot, so I think that's going to be their motivation. And the Browns is kind of another lost season. Uh, seems to be a, a trend with them. Uh, so I definitely think the team should have the edge and be able to take care of business. Yeah, at home, uh, you know, must-win game. These are the, exactly the types of games you got to win. And, uh, you know, before I knew Carson Wentz was uh, getting the ball, I, I was confident on the team. Uh, the line was originally at two and a half uh, when everybody still thought Heineke was getting the ball. Uh, and I was confident in it. But uh, now uh, Carson Wentz under center. The line's dropped uh, just to two for the moment. But uh, I'm not going to be as confident on it. But uh, I'll still lean team here. Um you know, I th- I think eventually you got to think the uh, Chase Young addition to this defense. Tough opponent last week to to try to debut against. That Niners team is really clicking on all cylinders right now. But uh, you got to think Chase Young uh, coming back to this team is is going to make an impact. And uh, hoping to see uh, him really put on a show here against the Browns. So uh, you know, I I think that team defense should be getting a lift and. Uh, Hopefully Carson Wentz can just kind of keep him in the game and manage it and, uh, instead of trying to go out there and, and make too much happen. So Now, uh, do you think they, they put him in for his running ability? I mean, he has been able to be a mobile quarterback in the past, and the, the weather looks like it'll be raining, so they may be pounding the ball with Robinson and Gibson and occasionally have Wentz take off on a RPO-type play. I mean, that, that definitely could be part of the reasoning. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good thought. I, I mean, when Carson Wentz was an MVP level, he was doing the read option offense, and uh, I don't think they had they had that capability with Taylor Heineke. So, um, you know, that would be a, a good surprise uh, if they came out and did that, ran the ball. I mean, they've, they've turned into a running team regardless, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's what we see out of this team now with Carson Wentz, uh, sort of giving him the running element, uh, read option, get, get what he's used to and had, had the most success so far in his career. Yeah, I think that'd be great to see, honestly. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't know if the team are going to do it. I, I don't know if they're going to do it. I, I, we really haven't seen that uh, sort of scheme from Carson Wentz since he blew out his knee. Um, so I, I don't know if he just hasn't had the confidence in the knee uh, since that big injury or uh, if he's just been shying away from it, I'm not sure. But uh, if he can kind of go out there and, and show that dual threat uh, that he once was, I mean, that's that's going to be a big boost uh, to them. And, and then, yeah, I mean, if, if that's the case, I think the team you know, would be able to take it to the Browns uh, with that added element. I just We haven't seen it in a couple years out of Wentz, so uh, we'll, we'll see if uh, he's still got that in his repertoire. Yeah, Browns deep run defense is just horrible too. Yeah. So that would be uh Yeah, that would be that would be nice to see and make the team a little bit more interesting heading into the playoffs. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, Robbie is gonna be on the team here as well. Uh not a confident pick. Uh I think uh could be a stay away game for him with some uncertainty at the quarterback position. Um uh, but uh he, he is leaning team in this one. All right, next up we've got the Panthers taking on the Bucks. Uh, this is a huge game in the NFC South. Uh, Panthers could uh, take a outright lead in the division uh, against the Bucks with a win on Sunday. Uh, as of right now, the Bucks are three-point favorites at home here with the over-under set at 40. Uh, guys, I really like the Panthers this week. Uh, you know, Darnold has looked really well. 
We saw last week uh, the Panthers absolutely uh, were unstoppable running the football. Uh, just, uh, you know, it didn't matter if it was Foreman or Hubbard. Uh, just absolutely uh, going to town. Uh, could not be stopped. And uh, I think at halftime last week they had like, 250 or 275 yards rushing it was uh it was wild they they wound up with i think just shy of 400 yards total rushing in that game uh but they were looking at a an nfl record there for a while uh but um i i like the panthers to keep it going you know this bucks team uh rob you talked about how you watched uh that cardinals game last week you know they barely got out of there with a win uh you know, and they were losing for most of that game. I, I just, I, you know, I watched the Bucks, and I just, it's, it's gross. Oh, it, <laughs> Nothing it they do is looking pretty. Uh, they're asking Tom Brady to throw like forty-eight uh, times a game, but they're all like the same four-yard crossing routes. Um, when he does go downfield, it's normally uh, he's got some sort of disconnect with Mike Evans. <laughs> Mike Evans, isn't even Mike looking, Evans for the is ball. looking pissed off half the times. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just uh, it has looked bad. That defense, um, too, it just hasn't been as dominant as they've been in years past. I, I just don't don't really love the vibes at the Bucks right now. I, I'm digging the Panthers. I think they got all the momentum and they took it to them. Uh, I think they played Week Five or Week Six, and they absolutely took it to them at home. Uh, I like the Panthers getting the three points here. I'm I'm confident in it. Uh, I think uh, I think it's a good play. Uh, but uh, Adam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, yeah, this one, this one's tough. I had the Bucks as a part of my my lead pipe lock, but I, I'm 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 canceling out, backing off. Uh, you know, I, I I I'm gonna take them with the three points here, but it's not gonna be a confident pick for me. Uh, I I think they'll win this game. Um, I just I have a tough time. I mean, this this is really for the division, right? And I know I, everything that you said is correct. In the last matchup, the Panthers just destroyed them. Everyone, I mean, I, I feel like last last Sunday night it was visible for you know a larger audience to see just how dysfunctional the the Bucks offense is. Um, but you know, in a game like this that is going to decide who's the NFC South champion, I I have a tough time you know fading Tom Brady for Sam Darnold. I I, I mean I. I it doesn't really make sense otherwise. Uh, that that's going to be my only sort of um, handicap here. But I, I I just can't fade Tom Brady in a matchup like this against Sam Darnold. Uh, and I think the Bucks defense is starting to play better. And I hopefully that they they'll just lean on the run in this game with Rashad White and Fournette. Um, and and don't don't make Tom throw it fifty times a game like he has been. But. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be my handicap here, and I, I do like the under forty. I just think both teams are gonna want to establish the run, especially the Panthers. I can see that line being under. And uh, I, I think in this one you gotta go with the hot team. I'm taking the Panthers. Watching that game last Monday night, I mean, Tom Brady's struggling. I mean, he threw two picks. Uh, he's not reading routes. He's kind of waiting for the receiver to get open and send it. Instead of uh, going on instinct, and I just think they they did have some success though when they were in the no huddle, uh, they were moving the ball, but I I just think the Panthers, you know they they smell blood in the water, and uh, it's time to pounce and 
take down the Bucks. Yeah, it's uh, Robbie is on the Buccaneers in this matchup, uh, which is surprising because I think he's been, you know, pretty high on the Panthers all year. Um, but yeah, this one this one should be good. Uh, probably the marquee matchup for the the twelve o'clock slate. All right, next game up, we've got the uh, Saints taking on the Eagles. Uh, Eagles are six and a half point favorites in this one at home, uh, with the over under set at forty four. Uh, both these teams uh, still with something to play for. Adam, as you mentioned it earlier, uh, Eagles still technically fighting off the Cowboys for that division. Uh, they're one win away from from clinching it and the uh, number one overall seed. Uh, so that's uh, a lot to play for still. And then the Saints still very much alive in the NFC South playoff picture. So uh, let's see if they can get an improbable win. But uh, Adam, I'll start it off with you. What are your thoughts here on the Eagles? Yeah, this one, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to take the Eagles getting the six and a half points. Um, but I'm a little worried here. Um, I, Eagles really got decimated last week with injuries. Lane Johnson, uh, Maddox, they're starting corner, both out. They're going to be out until at least the start of the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I think offensively they're going to they're gonna uh, be fine in this matchup. Um, man, I, I wish – Gardner Minshew was a starting quarterback because he's fun to watch. You, you've been singing his praises for his entire <laughs> career, but he, he's this—he's a gamer. He, he, he's a great watch. Win, win, lose. Uh, but uh, I, I think the Saints match up these decently with the Eagles. At least uh, they have a good defensive front and uh, probably be able to stop the run and you know force Gardner to beat them. Uh, which, which, I mean, I think it's probable if you do. But I, I just think you know. The Saints team, uh, they got a glimpse of uh, they got a little bit of a playoff chance, so they'll be fighting hard. Uh, pretty big win last week on the road. I doubt they can duplicate it again this week, but uh, you know I, I don't know if I'm going to have the Eagles as one of my confidence picks this week. Yeah, I uh, I am going to lean with the Eagles here. Uh, I just think uh, the six and a half points, uh, you know, at home. They should be able to uh, to take care of business here. You know, the Saints team, we've kind of talked about it for a while. We don't know what's going on there with the quarterback position. Uh, Andy Dalton, you know, does one week he, he looks okay. The next he's absolutely awful. Um, you know, they got a big win last week against the Browns, but that was a weird game. The elements were crazy in that one. Uh, just an extremely sloppy uh, game overall, and... Uh, they snuck out a victory, but uh, you know you kind of called it the the weather had a big impact on uh, on the games last week, and I just don't know. Uh, I think skill is going to prevail here uh, with uh, normalized conditions, and you know I, I just think the Eagles, especially on offense, too many weapons uh, for for the Saints to have to worry about, and uh, I just don't think this offense is explosive enough. Uh, to keep up. I mean, we saw this Eagles team uh, go into Dallas with a backup quarterback and put up uh, 34 points last week. You know, I know they lost the game, but still very impressive uh, to go on the road and and kind of uh, put up those kind of numbers. So um, I still think that they should have a chance to uh, to handle the Saints team that, you know, for the vast majority of the season just has not impressed me. But uh, Rob, what are your thoughts? I think the Eagles take care of business at home. Uh, it's a meaningful game to lock up, try and lock up the number one seed in the NFC. I mean, it is going to come down to the health of 
Jalen Hurts, and it looks like um, A.J. Brown's also questionable for the game. But I think you got to lean on the defense to take it home for you and hope those guys play. But I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen, they're resting him up for the playoff run. But I like the Eagles at home, taking care of business and uh, winning that one. Yeah, the Lynx should be rocking with the opportunity to clinch uh, that first round by at home field. So, I mean, it'd be, I, I, I you know, I'm talking to myself. So Eagles, I'm, I'm making them a confident pick. Oh, there it is. Well, that means Robbie's uh, fully a lone wolf here on the Saints then this week as he's uh, clearly liking the Saints to, to keep this game competitive. Uh, so, so we'll see. All right, guys, next one up here. We've got the Giants sticking on the Colts. Uh, this game is in New York where the Giants are six-point favorites at home. And uh, the overall uh, total points for this game set at 38.5 right now. Uh, pretty low number. Just checking almost the lowest of the week. Uh, Got to think uh, a lot of that has to do with uh, the road team here as the Colts have... Uh, been struggling only put up three points last week against the chargers at home so we'll see what they can do um i i love the giants this week guys uh you know i've been fading this colts team all year they had a slight resurgence when jeff saturday uh jumped in at the start but it seems that that has uh faded away at this point this giants team uh really they got to be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel at this point and they just know if they get a you know it's simple as just getting a big win at home against an inferior team. Uh, you know, just uh, sometimes you just got to take care of business and, and wrap up the season. So uh, I think they're able to do this. I think they win this game convincingly, uh, knowing that they pretty much just got to come out and win uh, to lock up a playoff spot. So love the Giants here, minus six. Uh, just don't think the Colts have uh, nearly any sort of offensive firepower to, to stay with the Giants in this one. So. Um, give me the Giants, and I'll make it a confident pick. Yeah, I'm going to take the Giants, too. Uh, I'm a little concerned about this one, especially the line. Um, Giants haven't beaten anybody by much all year. Uh, I think their biggest win on the year is eight points. So uh, for them to be getting six, uh, you know, a little concerning for me because uh, they're they're just not that team that blows anybody out. Um, so I'm going to take the Giants. Um but, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts played a lot better. Um, Nick Foles really knocking off a lot of rust. He looked horrible. But, um, you know, this is a week removed from, you know, them putting up 33 points in the first half on the, on the Vikings. So uh, I think this one's going to be a little bit more competitive than this line indicates. Um, but I'm, I'm still going to lean Giants uh, minus six. And I... I'm confident on the, the Giants. I, I think Daniel Jones, you know, it's time to step up, and I think you're going to see a heavy dose of Saquon in this one. Uh, MetLife is going to be rocking, that they can smell the playoffs, and I just think the Colts are dead in the water. It's it's uh, time to tank and look toward the draft, and I just think the Giants win this one. They take care of business. Yeah, yeah. Uh... For what it's worth, Robbie also on the Giants this week. Not a confident pick, but he's uh, he's right there with us. Just thinks this is a prime opportunity for the Giants to uh, get back in the playoffs. So are uh, all on the Giants. All on the Giants. Uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe that'll show up uh, later in the episode here for us. 
All right, uh, next game up, guys. We've got the Bears taking on the Lions. Uh, this game is in Detroit where the Lions are six-point home favorites. Over-under here is 52, uh, the highest uh, over-under of the week. Um, I can't remember a time in my life when a Bears-Lions <laughs> game was the highest over-under. Uh, Different times. Yeah, this is, uh, this is not your father's NFC North. I can't remember a time where the Bears – we're playing spoiler to a Lions play the playoff <laughs> run either. Yeah, yeah uh, but but good for the Lions. They've had a good uh, good season so far. Really bounced back, but uh, definitely had a uh, a tough outing last week against the Panthers. Uh, as I talked about, they got ran all over. Um, just got bullied up front, so they're definitely going to have to uh, respond uh, this week against the Bears, but. Uh, you know, for my money, I, I like the Bears plus six points here. I just think it's too many. Uh, you know, I know this Bears team has lost, what is it, nine in a row now, but um, that, they've covered a lot of those. I was going to say, they've probably covered seven of those. Um, all of those games have been very close uh, for the most part, and they've had opportunities to win pretty much uh, every single one of those games. So, um, you know, this Bears team isn't your typical, uh, you know, bottom feeder. They're. Uh, they're they're potent and they might not want to win, but it, they do seem to want to cover. So uh, you gotta gotta watch out for that. A uh, little worried about the Lions after last week. They just uh, that was concerning. Uh, the effort they put out, they they got absolutely smoked uh, in a game. You know that uh, they had to get up for. But you know maybe fatigue set in. That team uh, has pretty much been playing at a high level for for two months straight now. So. Uh, that might have caught up to him, but uh, we'll see if they can rebound uh, this week. Just for me, uh, uh, not a confident pick, but uh, I'm just going to lead the Bears. I think that's too many points. Yeah, I'm going to lead the Bears as well. Uh, Lions last week, that was the coldest game in Panthers history. I think it was like 20 degrees at game time. Uh, golf came out in gloves. Um, not, <laughs> not a great look. Uh, you know, I, I think, yeah, last week, I think is more of an anomaly for them than uh, the norm. I I, I, th- I think they're better than what they played, uh, a lot better. And I, th- I think they're going to come out and win this matchup. But I like the Bears to cover and keep this one close within six points. Uh, the 52 over under line is high. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it goes over. I mean, on the fast track in Detroit, two teams with horrible defenses. Um, I, th- I think Fields has a great day. Uh, I think Golf has a good day. The one concern with the Lions is – Jamal Williams got a little banged up last week. Uh, I think he might be still a go for this game, but uh, you know I don't think he's going to be 100. Um, percent But yeah, I mean this is this is one the Lions need. Uh, I, I mean those fans are going to go wild. They haven't had a meaningful game in years, so um, I, I think this one's going to be close. So I, I, I feel pretty good about the Bears getting six here. I'm actually a fan of the over in this one. I think it's going to be a shootout between these two teams. I mean, the defense is nowhere to be seen for either team, and I think Justin Fields and Goff are just going to have a heyday in in different styles. I think Justin Fields is going to be able to run the ball, no problem, and to complement with Montgomery. And also I think this week uh, Herbert is back. And Claypool, I think, is going to have a chance to play. So So I I think – you know, the Bears, from the offensive standpoint, will be able to score, and the Lions will be able to score with, with uh, Goff. And I, I think it'll be a shootout, and especially if it's in a it's in a dome, so weather won't be an issue at all and be able to kick field goals and extra points, no problem. 
Yeah, um, you know, the way the Bears have been playing defense uh, and the way the Lions can put up points, I it wouldn't surprise me if this game went over. Typically, uh, you know, something like this, uh, that sort of a line, I, I'd see that as very possible, but... Uh, yeah, their first matchup went way over. Yeah, I think that was in the seventies. Uh, even though it's a fifty-two, I can still see it. So yeah, why not? Uh, guys, anything else on this game? I see Robbie is also on the Bears. Um, so uh, that'll put us all uh, on the uh, Windy City side of the equation here this week. Love the Bears getting the points. All right, uh, next game up, we've got the Dolphins taking on the Patriots in New England. Patriots are three-point favorites at home with the over-under set at 42 in this one. Uh, Adam, I'm going to have you start this one off. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, Really interesting game here. I'm going to take the Pats minus the three. Uh, Man, this this is a great line. Um, You know, I'm I'm just leaning on that defense. Uh, I know... It's actually been pretty weird. How I mean, Tua hasn't been elite by any stretch of the imagination, but he's somehow been elite against this Patriots team. He hasn't lost to them ever. Um, I think he's five and zero. So for him to be out in this matchup, I, I think does matter. Uh, you know, even though the drop off to Teddy Bridgewater isn't significant uh, for whatever reason, Tua has seemed to be dialed in against the Pats, uh, which is a tough team, to, <laughs> tough team to do that against. So um, you know, I still think that. The weapons for um, the Dolphins, Waddle, Hill, they're going to have their games. Um, but I, I I think with the quarterback change and um, what we've seen lately out of the Patriots defense being opportunistic, I, I think they, especially at home in a must-win game, uh, winner of this game's got the inside track of that last wild-card spot. Uh, so I'm going to lean the Patriots, but I could see this one going either way. You know, one or two plays from Waddle or Hill and swing this one in a major way. I actually like the Patriots in this one. Uh, I think Bill Belichick will have his team in line regardless whether uh, Tua plays or not. Um, And also it looks like it's going to be raining during the game, so that may take away some of the passing attack from the Dolphins. And that asshole uh, Mac Jones may may get it done this week (laughs) and give his team a shot, a better shot to make the playoffs. And, yeah, I, I like the Patriots in this one. Well, uh, I'll lone wolf it here on the Dolphins uh, with the expectation that uh, Teddy Bridgewater gets the start here uh, for the Dolphins. Uh, I still think uh, this is going to be a relatively close game. Uh, Thinking three points is just a little bit too much. If this were anything lower, I think I'd start to lean Patriots. But getting the full three, I'm going to go Dolphins. You know, I expect a a lot of running uh, in this game. Uh, Got to think that um, Jeff Wilson and uh, Raheem Mostert are going to get a heavy workload here. And then uh, on the Patriots side, um, you know, Ramondre, he's kind of looked a little bit uh, worse since he got banged up. A tough fumble last week. Yeah, had a tough fumble. Um, I, you know, we'll see if he can bounce back or, you know, if he's, if he's kind of hitting a wall here or if he's hurt. Uh, they're just not really talking about it. But, uh I, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking this is going to be kind of a slog game. Uh, this is another one I I think I would lean under. Um, just think that uh, both these teams are going to kind of play this close, knowing how uh, important of a game it is. I think uh, you're going to see some conservative offensive game plans here. 
uh, both teams is going to try not to make the first mistake here uh, and you know try to win this one with the defense first. So uh, I'll, I'll take the Dolphins here with the points. Yeah, Robbie is on the Patriots as well. I actually sort of like the over 42. I, I, you know, th- this Patriots offense is sort of changed throughout the year. They, I mean, they were heavy, heavy run to start off the year, but they've sort of opened it up a little bit with uh, Mac Jones and seem to be slinging it downfield. Born is getting a lot of action. Yeah, yeah so I, I don't know. That may, maybe, maybe not, but uh, I, th- I think I'd lead the over here with just the amount of playmakers. All right. Uh, next game up, guys, we've got the Broncos taking on the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are 13-point favorites at home here with uh, the over-under currently set at 45. Um, we we got to toss it up to Robbie here first. Uh, you know, he loves the Chiefs this week, thinks that this is going to be uh, definitely the play uh, for them. You know, his overall thought here was a lot of people might be uh, betting on the Broncos side because you're thinking, oh, well, they fired Hackett. It can't get much worse. But uh, he's just kind of in line with the thought that this is just a complete lost season for the Broncos and thinks that there's actually value here on the Chiefs. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are dialed in. But uh, at any rate, Robbie Robbie's all in on the Chiefs here despite the big number, and it's going to be his lock of the week. Yeah, I think he did a deep dive uh, last um, for the Jeff Saturday hiring and Frank Rick firing on how teams perform after firing. And what he found out is that, you know, if it happens later in the year, it actually isn't a the, the jolt that, you know, people normally think that it is for, you know, a team coming off a late head coach firing. They actually have done worse than uh, predicted uh, statistically over the last, you know, several years. So, um, yeah, he's loving the, loving the Chiefs uh, covering a 13-point line. And, and I'm there with them. I like the Chiefs too. Uh, they're a confident pick for me. They're they're just been they've been playing so well. Their defense is starting to come together. Uh, they're at home. They're still playing for the the first round bye. Um, yeah, I think Kelsey has a big day. He hasn't scored in he hasn't scored in I think six weeks now. So I, I think that changes in this matchup. I'm all in on the Chiefs on this one. Uh, these two fan bases don't like each other, um, and I think. The Chiefs will take the opportunity to kick the Broncos when they're down. Uh, like Adam was saying, the Chiefs are still playing for that number one seed possibly, and uh, the Broncos are playing for a draft pick. So I definitely think the Chiefs cover that 12.5-point spread, and I think it's a big day for Kelsey and Mahomes' fantasy owners if they've made it this far. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I'm with you guys. I like the Chiefs as well here. Um, you know, looking at what the Rams just did to them last week, I I don't know how you could uh, lay any sort of number uh, with the Broncos right now. Um, I don't care how many points they're getting. Um, you know, they just basically lost by uh, forty uh, to a bad Rams team on the road. So uh, you got to think this Chiefs team, which has been firing on all cylinders, can at least handle two touchdowns. So. Um, yeah, I'm I'm on the Chiefs, and I, yeah, I am gonna make it confident as well here. Nice, all four, four confident picks. Well, that should uh, that should foreshadow something. And one one last thing in this game, I, I like the over forty five. Uh, last time these two teams matched up, it, I think it went over sixty. And some interesting, I mean, Broncos defense, um, by all means, sort of gave up last week. They've been you know one of the top units. Uh, 
but I, I think they broke. No, I, I don't blame them either. Um, but on the other side, there was a quote this week from Russell Wilson about how he he stopped throwing balls away and is just throwing <laughs> throwing at the wide receivers. And his quote was, uh, "I know it's good for the team to throw away, but at this point in the year, I don't see why not." So I, I you know, maybe maybe he makes a couple more risky throws than normal. And I I, I just like the over in this game. I you know, Chiefs aren't going to care, and Broncos don't seem like they give a fuck at all. So could lead to more short fields for the Chiefs. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Russ uh, Russ is. In a weird spot right now. Yes. But, <laughs> Sierra uh, needs to, I don't know. Sierra's happy with the check, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, guys. Well, yeah, all four confident uh, picks on the Chiefs, so um, that'll tell you where our heads are at on this one. Uh, next up, we've got an AFC South matchup. Um, the Jaguars are heading into Houston to take on the Texans. Texans are four-and-a-half-point underdogs at home here. The over/under currently set at forty-three and a half. Um, you know, with this game, uh, this is kind of a tough one for me uh, with the spread because you know initially you'd think the Jaguars are a really hot team, um, still with a lot to play for. The Texans, by all accounts, are just going for that uh, number one uh, draft pick, but. This Texas team has been playing good ball as of late. Uh, three straight games they've played well against, uh, you know, uh, playoff-bound opponents or, uh, you know, as it looked at the times. Um, you know, good game against the Chiefs, good game against the Cowboys, and then uh, obviously they, they beat the Titans on the road last week uh, in a huge game for the Titans. So uh, in a game the Titans had to have, they couldn't beat this lowly Texans team. So... Texas team is playing tough. Um, I'm just not sure about laying the number with the Jags here. It just feels like uh, the Texans are in a pretty good spot, and uh, you know they should be able to keep things close at home. However, um, I think my bet of the week here and in my lock of the week is going to be the over in this game. Um, 43 and a half just seems very low. Uh, this Texans team has been putting up points. Uh, especially at home, uh, they've put up uh, at least 20 points in their last uh, two home games uh, at home, and uh, I expect that trend to continue as this Jags defense, by all means, is, is not a, a stout defense. And, uh, you know, I think the Jags, their offense has been dialed in as of late. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence is really starting to click with the likes of Zay Jones and uh, Christian Kirk. Uh, it all seems to be coming together at the right time, and ETN has really had a nice uh, sophomore season after the uh, the Liz Frank injury took him out of his rookie year. Uh, so, you know, all things are kind of clicking on the offensive side of the ball for the Jags. Texans have been moving the ball as of late with their uh, Driscoll-Mills uh, combination scheme. I don't know what they're doing, but it kind of is working, so Lovey keep doing it, I guess. But uh, I'm just thinking 43-and-a-half here, too low. Uh, I'm going to take the over here and, and lock it up. I like the Jags in this one to uh, cover. Uh, they're playing for a playoff spot. I'm, I'm a true believer in Trevor Lawrence. I think uh, after the whole Urban Meyer debacle, he's finally found himself and knows what he's doing out there and has good guidance. Uh, love his, ex, or his Clemson teammate, ETN. He, the, those two, a lot of familiarity. 
and uh, starting to come together. And I love Christian Kirk. I loved him when he was on the Cardinals. He's a great slot guy, has good hands, and he's emerging as a deep threat for them. So I, I'm definitely like the Jaguars to cover that one and uh, go for that uh, AFC South um, title this year. Man, this is a tough one for me. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Texans with the points at home. Um, you know, I think we're going back to week four now, but the Texans, you know, put a pretty good whooping on the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Uh, completely different teams now. Um, the Jags are really clicking on offense. Oh, man, I did. I, you know, I don't know how the Texans keep on doing it, but this is three weeks in a row that they've played very good football. Um, you know, I think they'll be fired up, but at the same time, if they get one more win, that, that knocks them out of the first overall spot uh, in the draft, and I'm not sure if that matters, but uh, for a team that's going nowhere with no quarterback, it probably should. Um, They're going for Bryce Young. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're taking him number one. Yeah. But, I mean, a matchup like this, interdivision, these are two teams that don't like each other either. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I think the Jaguars ended up winning. But I think I'm going to take the Texans to cover the four and a half. Um, I, I do not think that the uh, – I, I think the over is a good play as well. Definitely. Definitely on that. All right. Well, uh, yeah, the Robs are together on this one. Robbie is liking the Jaguars here to cover the four and a half as well. And uh, Robbie is going to join us on that over bet as well. Uh, he thinks the uh, 43 and a half number is looking a bit – on the low side as well so uh we're split on the spread um with nobody confident in particular but uh the over has uh has us uh liking that number so we'll we'll see we might uh, revisit that one as well uh next up we've got the 49ers taking on the raiders and uh this one has the raiders at home 10 point underdogs with the over under set at 41 and a half uh Key news today is that uh, uh, Derek Carr is going to be uh, benched for the remainder of the season in favor of Jarrett Stidham at quarterback for the Raiders. So that's uh, significant news. And uh, what I believe this line opened up, was it five or six? Six. This line opened up at six uh, points in the Niners' favor and then moved all the way to ten. Now Stidham at quarterback. um, The over-under line dropped. Five and a half. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> well, makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I like the 49ers here. Uh, I think it's a uh, a good play. I think they should be able to cover the 10. Um, you know, never really saw enough of Stidham. Um, didn't seem uh, overly like he, he was capable of the explosive type plays. Um, you know, more of a game manager type. I just don't know that... Uh, this is the matchup to to send him to the Wolves, really, for. Hmm. Um, this Niners team is arguably one of the uh, hottest teams in football right now, and, and I expect them to, to just keep the train rolling here. Uh, I don't think the 10 points is a problem. I think uh, with this defense, uh, they should be able to cover this easily, even if they only wind up getting uh, 23 points or so. Uh, I think they should still be able to cover a 10-point uh, number. Yeah, this this one this one's a little tough for me. I, I think, you know, I, the public is going to hammer the 49ers here. Um, but I, I think this is a sneaky line. Um, you know, 
Jared Stidham has had experience with Josh McDaniels going back for three years now, uh, all the way back to the Patriots. So it's not like he's going to be learning a new offense or going to be call. pretty raw. He's, he, they're going to be comfortable. Um, they're going to know what he's what he's good at, what he what he needs to run. Uh, so I don't think there's going to be that much of a difference from Derek Carr in terms of offensive feasibility, play calling, comfort. Um, you, you might see a little bit dip of of actual play, but it's not like Derek Carr has been blowing, blowing the doors off this year. Um, so man, I, I th- I'm going to have to take the 49ers giving up 10, but, uh, I, I'm not going to be confident on this one. Uh, I can see the Raiders surprising a little bit with me. I, I like the 49ers to cover, but I also like the under on that. Cause a lot of times when you bench a starting quarterback, it does galvanize the team around, the, the next guy up at quarterback. But I, I just think that San Francisco defense is going to be pinning their ears back and bringing a lot of pressure on the Raiders, and uh, which takes away the deep threat from Devontae Adams because he's not going to have time to sit back, back there and wait. Uh, so a little more Josh Jacobs, but I, I just think the 49ers cover that 10-point spread and uh i do like the under in that one because I, I just don't think the raiders will be able to put up much of a fight yeah, you gotta think the niners are probably gonna double adams that whole game too and you know if matt collins or uh renfro or waller can beat them then then so be it but uh yeah I, I think you take away the obvious option there and uh you know you don't let Devonte adams beat you but Josh yeah. Jacobs was pissed after uh, after the game on Sunday, uh, Saturday night for not getting the ball, and I, I mean he should. That was a yeah. game they needed to stay in the hunt, and well, I think he only got like twelve carries. He's been their workhorse all year. He's yeah. been the reason why that team has been competitive when they have been in games. So yeah, I mean, yeah, the Raiders uh, really disappointing season. They blew uh, several leads throughout the year, and and now they're going to miss the playoffs. But uh, feels like a blown opportunity for them for sure. All right, uh, Robbie is going to be on the 49ers with us as well this week. Um, so we will see if they can take care of business on the road. All right, next game up, uh, you know, important game uh, for two teams in different conferences here, uh, both battling for uh, separate wild card spots. It's the Jets taking on the Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, Seahawks are... Two-point underdogs at home with the over-under set at 42-and-a-half here. Um, you know, this is, as I mentioned, big game for both these teams. Uh, basically, uh, both teams got to have it. I, I, I don't know. Would you guys agree this is a loser-go-home game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. Classic loser-go-home. So we will see how this plays out. Um, but, uh, Adam, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. What are your thoughts here? Yeah. Um, you know, I – this is going to be my lock of the week. I'm going to take the Seahawks uh, outright money line to win. Um, and I think the major difference for me is uh, some really good news on the injury front for the Seahawks. Tyler Lockett was a full participant today. Um, you know, I, And I'm not sure I'd even take them against the spread if he wasn't going to go. Um, you know, I, the Jets, really good secondary. Sauce Gardner. Uh, lockdown corner. He doesn't really travel with wide receivers, but um, if it was just DK Metcalf, I think he might of in this matchup. But now you got the other piece of that duo with Tyler Lockett playing. Uh, I think that opens up a lot for um, Kenneth Walker in the run game. And, you know, we this Seahawks offense, 
um, you know, with Lockett, DK, Kenneth Walker, all healthy, um, was really, really good at the beginning of the year, and they haven't really been healthy since then. Uh, seems like this is going to be the first week where they, they all three are ready to go. Uh, so I expect a bounce back performance from the Seahawks offense. And, you know, I don't think the Jets offense scares me enough to fade them. Uh, the Seahawks defense against them, even though the Seahawks defense isn't, isn't good by any means. Uh, I think, you know, 12th man gets up for this game. Uh, I love the Seahawks here money line. I'm, I'm not sure they should be uh, underdogs at all in this matchup. Rob, what are you thinking? I like the Seahawks in this one. I, I think uh, you got to let Geno cook in this one. You have, uh, the full complement of weapons. I, I think DK Metcalf will have a big game. Same with Lockett. Um, I, I think this will be one of those times this year where Geno, they, they air it out a little more than they usually do. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to lean Seahawks here as well. Uh, like I said, I kind of was unsure on this one. Uh, but, yeah, with that, uh, with the Lockett news, yeah, I, I got to lean uh, Seahawks for sure here. Um, you know, that Jets team, they just, they look discombobulated right now. Um, kind of similar to the Dolphins. It's just the, the last month of the season really hasn't gone their way and, and they've been fighting themselves. Although you could say the same thing for the Seahawks. Just think, uh, when you factor in the long road trip out here, um, for the Jets and, uh, just kind of the uncertainty at the quarterback position, I think you got to lean, uh, Seahawks here, but, you know, this is this is a get right game for the Seahawks. Uh, they got to have this one, um, and it's at home and in that stadium when yeah. it's packed. I mean, it's very loud in there, and the weather will be nice, so it'll probably be packed. And uh, yeah, I, I think the Seahawks definitely take care of that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you here. I, I'm liking the Seahawks. I'm going to make them confident here as well. Um, Robbie, Robbie's actually liking the Jets. Uh, to cover the two points here, and uh, he likes the under in this one uh, to come under 42 and a half. Uh, probably thinking that this Jets defense just uh, is able to really contain uh, the Seahawks offense. So we'll see uh, if that kind of game plan is able to follow through. But uh, yeah, both these teams really need wins uh, in the worst possible way. So uh, only one of them can get it, though. So we'll see. All right, next game up, it's. Uh, L.A. showdown, we got the Rams taking on the Chargers. Uh, Chargers are technically the home team here, and they are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Over-under in this one is 41. Um, you know, Chargers got a big win uh, last week uh, on Monday night against the Colts, and the Rams got the, uh, the big win on Christmas against the Broncos uh, when they put up a uh, you know, over 50 points on that uh, Broncos team. So both teams coming off big wins, but uh, undoubtedly this Chargers team is one of the uh, hottest teams in football right now. Uh, really cemented their spot uh, in the AFC uh, playoff picture and, uh, you know, be looking uh, would be looking great if it weren't for those uh, Kansas City Chiefs being in the same division. Uh, unfortunately, they're going to keep them from having a home playoff game. But this Chargers team looks very good at the moment. Uh, definitely a force to be reckoned with here. Uh, that said, you know, I I'm going to lean Rams. Something tells me this game is a bit of a trap for the Chargers, a team that has been playing so well uh, for really the last uh, six weeks, it seems. And uh, I just think uh, maybe similar to what the Lions uh, had with the 
Panthers last week. Maybe maybe the uh, Chargers just kind of take their foot off the gas pedal uh, a little bit here, uh, given that uh, you know they haven't had a chance to really let up for for quite some time. Just feel like six and a half points is a bit too much here. I'm going to lean Rams, but uh, not confident on it. And this one for me, I, I'm all about the little brother in L.A. I, I think the Chargers take care of the Rams. Uh, Justin Herbert showing everyone why he's one of the top young quarterbacks in the league. And Eckler, I mean, he's a top five running back in the league. I, you're going to see a heavy dose of him in this one, especially with the Rams' defensive line banged up. I, I still think Aaron Donald says he's doubtful for the game. Um, so there'll be holes for him to go through, and he's a threat in the passing game. And then you take off the top with Mike Williams downfield, and uh, I think the Chargers get this win and cover the six and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I like the Chargers here to cover. Um, pretty big line, and you know, Chargers they seem like a you know they haven't blown a blown a game that they're supposed to win in a while, and it's it's sort of par for the course for them. They're used to. Sort of blowing a bag when they, everyone starts believing in them. Um, but, you know, this Chargers team is as healthy as they've been all year, uh, especially on the defensive side. Uh, Kenneth Murray um, back and healthy. Derwin James, uh, Joey Bosa, you know, Mike Williams is back. Keenan Allen's back. So they're about as full go as they've been um, in a couple of years now. Uh, they've been ravaged with injuries. So I think they're, they're going to lean to momentum. You're right. They've played little brother in L.A. Uh, since they moved out there. I think they could be looking to get some revenge against, uh, you know, a Rams team that, you know, play, played their ass off last week but uh, underperformed uh, thus far this year. And I think they get the job done in SoFi. All right. Well, Robbie uh, is right there with you on the Chargers this week. He likes them to cover the six and a half as well. Okay, guys, a uh, big game here. Uh, it's uh, – Huge clash in the NFC North. It's the Vikings taking on the Packers. Uh, Vikings are on the road in this one, heading to the frozen tundra, where the Packers are three and a half point home pay, uh, home favorites. Uh, over under in this one is set at forty eight. Um, Rob, I'm going to have you lead this one off. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Sure, this one uh, is the under on this one is my lead pipe lock of the week. Nice, um, love it. I I think that. It's it's going to be snowing this one, so it's going to be a heavy dose of run, which is good for Dalvin Cook and the duo for the Packers. Um, but I just don't see a big game from Justin Jefferson. He played college in the South. He's not used to you know snow and you know catching balls in that. And and I just think it's it's a definite lock to be the under in that game. And I think the Packers win the game. I, Aaron Rodgers is he always finds a way to to get the Packers where they need to be for the postseason, and the, all their receivers are finally healthy. And um, I, I just think they, and along with their defense, take this one and uh, move one step closer to the playoffs. I love it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I think I made this joke a couple years ago, but Ariana Grande, dangerous woman. Uh, this Packers team, they're a dangerous team right now. Uh, they're they're clicking on all cylinders heading into the the playoff run. You know, they I think they had a four percent chance of winning, um, getting in the playoffs two weeks ago. It's up to I think almost fifty percent right now. Um, and they're as healthy as they've been all year, especially like you said, Robbie, uh, Rob at the wide receiver 
position. Um, you know, and, and you know, I said it last week. Um, Jair Alexander has the capability to lock down anybody in the league, and I, I think Justin Jefferson uh, is going to have a tough time uh, getting getting going. Um, I think this matchup week one this year, um, Jair Alexander didn't shadow uh, Justin Jefferson, and he had like I think 200 yards, and he sounded off after the end of the game. So I think it, I think the plan going into this matchup is that he will shadow Justin Jefferson, which I think really neutralizes the the key key point to uh that vikings offense and and the weather i think definitely plays in the favor of the packers uh i lo- i really like the packers here I'm, they're a confident pick for me uh, minus the three and a half at home yeah i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go with the vikings here plus the three and a half uh not particularly confident in it um you know kind of a concerning performance the last few weeks out of them uh you know they, they took uh the world's greatest comeback to beat the lowly Colts um, and end and the career of Matt Ryan, apparently. But, um, you know, even last week, the Giants uh, just went in there and, and really kicked their butt. Uh, game wasn't uh, really close, and, and, and the Giants just kind of took that one over uh, and just were the more physical team, just clearly wanted it more. Um, and this Packers team is really on a groove right now. But with that being said... Um, I, I do think the three and a half points is, is a bit too much. Um, I, I would lean the Vikings way just, just like getting that field goal hook, but, uh, I'm right there with you, Rob. I like the under in this one. Um, 48 seems high, uh, for an outdoor game, uh, late in December in green Bay. Um, you know, I'm just thinking, I know the Packers, uh, have gotten their, uh, offensive act together uh, right here recently, but uh, yeah, they still have a very strong defense, and, and this Vikings uh, offense has looked off here for the last few weeks, um, and uh, I'm just not so sure that uh, that they're going to be able to put up a big number on this Packers defense on the road here. Um, so I, I'm taking the pack, or I'm sorry, I'm taking the under in this one is is my confident pick. I'm thinking uh, 48 is too high, so I'm I'm with you on that one, Rob. All right, uh, got Sunday night football here. It's a AFC North clash. The Steelers are heading into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Ravens are three point favorites at home, uh, with the over under set at 36 for this one. Uh, Adam, why don't you start us off here? Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to take the Steelers here, and I'm going to take a money line to win outright in Baltimore. Um, you know, I, this is a phenomenal game. The probably the best rivalry in the league. Uh, these two teams just hate each other. So much bad blood over the years. So many great matchups over the years. Um, you know, I this this Steelers team has really come on the last eight weeks. Uh, you know, they're they're five and or uh, they're five and two in the last seven games the, the they lost at home to the, the the Bengals you know one of the best teams in the league and then they lost at home to this same Ravens team and Evan you mentioned it the last couple of weeks that game really should have gone to the Steelers uh Trubisky came in through three red zone interceptions um you know they they only lost by two so they were the much better team in that matchup I, I think the Steelers team right now is is playing really good football um, and I think this line doesn't indicate that, um, you know, I feel pretty good about them getting three points in this matchup on the road. 
Um, but I actually like them to win outright anyways. Um, and, and this Ravens offense is, is just broken. I, I know last week they, they, they played a little bit better. Um, I don't expect Lamar Jackson to play, given that they already clinched a playoff spot. Um, and I just I just can't trust this Ravens offense, especially going up against it. Steelers defense that's been playing really lights out the last month plus. Yeah, I think even if Lamar were playing, I, I still would like the Steelers in this one. Um, yeah, Loki, uh, one of the uh, hotter teams in the NFL, um, kind of had the same path as the Packers. Uh, three, four weeks ago, we were writing him off, thought the season was over, but uh, went on a winning streak, and, and here we are. Um, Steelers still with uh, a ton to play for, still fighting for that last AFC wildcard spot. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you. Adam, you've been uh, front and center talking about the woes uh, for the uh, Ravens on the offensive side of the ball. A lot of it is injury uh, dictated. Um, now I'm not even talking about uh, the quarterback position. Um, even before Lamar got hurt, they were struggling. But uh, you know they just don't have the weapons on the outside, uh, and, it, and it's really hurt them. Um, you mentioned it last week, but Dobbins looks hobbled, um, and he's really the guy doing the the brunt of the work here for the uh the Ravens so I don't know just uh one and one don't seem to make two for this uh this Ravens offensive attack um it just feels like they're they're kind of fighting themselves in a a lot of ways with all the injuries they've had uh the Steelers team just one of the hottest teams in the NFL so uh love them getting the three points here um hopefully uh they should be able to take care of this one but uh you know, the, the kind of concern here for me, these are the kind of games that come down to field goals and special teams. Um, and, uh, you know, Justin Tucker's had a couple kicks blocked here in the last few weeks, and he's missed one. But there's still nobody else I would want to lean on uh, in this type of game than uh, Justin Tucker. Uh, so, you know, you always got to be careful kind of in this time of year uh, when the field goals matter so much. Um, you know, because a couple bad kicks... Uh, from Boswell, and uh, it, it could really turn things for the Steelers. But uh, I'm still going to take Steelers plus three. But, Rob, what are your thoughts? Oh, I, I'm i going to take the Ravens. I think uh, no Lamar, no problem for the Ravens. Uh, they've already made the playoffs, but they still have Mark Andrews, who's an elite tight end. Uh, the defense is very good, and that stadium is going to be rocking. Like you guys were saying, it's a heated rivalry. Uh, there'll definitely be adrenaline going for the Ravens. And also – they have Justin Tucker, you know, at the end of the game, you know, if it's, if it's close, I mean, he's the best to ever do it. So I, I think the Ravens will cover that two and a half points. And um, I think they get the job done in front of the home crowd. That should be a good one. I, I have a tough time seeing that game, not being down to a field goal at the end of the game. Yeah. With those, the way those two teams play, just the rivalry. Should be a close one. Uh, Robbie also on the Steelers. Uh, this week so yeah I'm definitely one of the better games of the week uh, for sure looking forward to that one uh, but not to be overshadowed Monday Night Football it is the Buffalo Bills taking on the Cincinnati Bengals Bengals are one point underdogs at home here with an over under set at 49 and a half um, you know huge game for for both teams here <laughs> gotta wonder if both these teams are gonna see each other uh, in the playoffs down the road here as well uh, Rob, I'll, I'll have you start this one off. Uh, what are your thoughts here? I like the Bills in this one. I, I think this is going to be a preview of the AFC Championship. 
Um, I, I, the Bills are still competing for that number one spot. I mean, the Bengals could potentially get there too, but uh, I think Josh Allen uh, makes a state. He, he likes these big time games. Uh, Stephon Diggs is kind of, I, I expect a rebound game from him. The last couple of weeks, he's kind of falling through the cracks and not getting the touches he should. Uh, but but I think Josh Allen and the Bills take this one in Cincinnati and kind of make a statement that they're the big dogs this year. Yeah, you mentioned it, uh, the battle for that number one spot. So uh, Bengals with a win, uh, the only thing that complicates it is the Chiefs are also sitting there at 12-3, and three, same record as the Bills, and then the Bengals are one game back at 11-4. and four. Uh, so the Bengals' kind of motivation is twofold. They want to put some distance between them and the Ravens, who are just a game back. And, um, you know, they, they definitely want to go for that number one spot. But the Bengals already beat the Chiefs, so really they're only a half game behind the Chiefs. If they were to beat the Bills and if the Chiefs were to lose one of these last two games, they would be um, the number one seed in the AFC uh, on the tiebreakers. So, uh didn't Def- the Bills beat the Chiefs earlier in the year? Yep. They yeah, did, yeah. They did. But uh, at that point, then the Bengals, if they were to beat the Bills, would they would jump. be uh, have beaten both of them, yeah. so they would take it. Uh, but with that in mind, I- I'm going to go with the Bengals here. Um, you know, there's, there's just a few teams in the league right now that are just, you know, absolutely scorching hot. We've talked about a lot of them here. Uh, teams getting hot at the right time of the year. Um and Joe Burrow has really found his groove uh, this this last uh, month to six weeks, and uh, it's just playing lights out football. I was watching that game last week, and some of the throws he was making, it was like, um, he, you know, ball had to be on the absolute like there's zero margin for error, and, and he was hitting uh, um, the guy Irwin. Uh, oh, yeah. the guy had a huge game last week. Um, but, uh, yeah, some of these throws, and, and Higgins is stepping up, and Jamar Chase is getting healthy at the right time. Uh, we, we, you know, we know they've got Joe Mixon uh, back there at running back. Just so many weapons. Uh, their defense is starting to play better. Just a uh, team that's just getting hot at the right time. I, I love the Bengals. Love the way they're playing. Um, surprised they weren't favorites here, to be honest. Uh, kind of surprising because this Bills team – has really, you know, they've gotten the wins, but they definitely haven't looked pretty, uh, you know, especially the last month or so. Bills have kind of had some grinded out wins, and it just feels to me like if they don't figure this out uh, sooner or later, it's going to come back to bite them in the playoffs when they start playing some high-quality teams, and they can't afford to get away with the same mistakes that they've uh, been exhibiting the last few weeks. So I'm going to take the Bengals here. Yeah, you know, all the bad Monday night football matchups throughout the year. We had to endure this one. This one makes up for it. Uh, this is game of the week for sure. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals here. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the Bills are probably a better team. Um, but I, I think this matchup really favors the Bengals. Um, I mean, you've seen it all year, especially at the beginning of the year. If you can get a good pass rush on this Bengals um, offense, it, you really sort of – Take away um, some of the timing that they have down, and they're, they're one of the best timing passing offenses in the league. And, um, you know, I, with Lalo Collins uh, out for the year now, um, he's going to be a big loss for that Bengals 
Bengals offensive line. But, um, you know, having said that, I don't think the Bills pass rush is really going to be the team to exploit that, especially with Von Miller out for the year. Um, so I don't think that's going to be too much of an issue for the Bengals. Um, at home, I, I, they're the more balanced team. Um, I, I, yeah, I, this one's going to be close. Um, give me the home team, what, getting the points. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make it a confident pick because I, I can definitely see Josh Allen taking it over. Um, but, yeah, this, one, this one's going to be must-watch must, must football. Uh, definitely agree with you, Rob. This, uh, this looks like an AFC championship preview. Yeah, it should be a, uh, a very good game here. Uh, I hope we see these two teams in the playoffs. Uh, that'd be quite the treat. Um, yeah, between these two teams and the Chiefs, I mean, the AFC is just absolutely stacked. Uh, not to mention the Chargers and the Ravens, if they, if they can uh, figure it out as well. So a lot of good teams in the AFC. Uh, all right, guys. So with that in mind, we'll do a quick recap of the lead pipe locks for us this week. Adam, you went Seahawks, Moneyline, against the Jets there at home. Uh, Robbie went with the Chiefs, minus 13, against the Broncos at home. Uh, I took the Jaguars and the Texans over 43-and-a-half uh, as my lead pipe lock. And then, Rob, you went with Vikings-Packers under 48. Uh, I'm also with you on that one. Uh, so we've got some picks here. As far as uh, what we're thinking for the podcast parlay, um, you know, we've got a few options here. We all wound up confident on the Chiefs, um, so that one feels like we might want to throw that in there. You yeah. Feeling pretty good about it. I know uh, Robbie had that as a confident pick as well, so throw that in there um, to make sure he's kind of represented, even though we're without him this week. Adam, you good with that? Yeah, I, I really like the Chiefs. Um, yeah, Robbie laid out some good statistics for that, so I'm, I'm good with adding that in there. Okay. Um, we all wound up on the Bengals, uh, with the exception of Rob. Let's see. Uh, all on the 49ers, but none of us confident. Yeah, I, I, I would stay off that one. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel good about that. We've got the Giants. Uh, minus six at home against the Colts. We've had good luck with the Colts. We've had against them. That's just a bad team. Yeah, yeah, we've had good luck with the Giants too. Bit uh, being on them. So let's see what. Yeah, so we're all in the Cowboys, which I don't know if we want to do that. On the short week, that yeah. one scares me a little bit, to be honest. All in the Giants. All in the Bears. Um, we're already on the Chiefs. Yeah, the only yeah, that's that's the, those are the only consensus is um I think we're all on the over in um the Jags Texans matchup. Rob, what are you, what are your thoughts on the under 42 for Cardinals Falcons? Give us a little bit of inside baseball here on this Cardinals defense. How are they playing lately? Are they are they inspired? I mean, what's, the, the what's defense going on? has been very inspired. Uh that Buccaneers game, I mean, they were JJ Watt was just a beast. I, I want to say he had two or three tackles for loss right in the backfield. Um, but I, I just the, – the only problem is Buda Baker's done for the year. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a major – the heart and soul of that secondary and one of the leaders on the defense. Um, and, and I think later in the year with the Cardinals, there's been a lot of questions about people's uh, work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um there's been a lot of locker room talk, and, and I think 
with Buddha going down, that's one of the leaders not there. Yeah. And um, so that kind of leaves JJ to be that defensive guy. And, and who I, announced his retirement. He did. He did. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, sad. I hope he stays with the Cardinals in yeah. at least some aspect, whether it be front office or something with the team. Because he, he definitely, he'll definitely be missed. And he's been a good good uh, couple-year run for the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I just – both offenses are anemic. Um, I, I just think that's that's a definite under okay. for that one. Yeah, especially – I think the Cardinals are real banged up at corner too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think this Falcons team can capitalize on no, some of the really secondary built. injuries. Yeah. Um, and their defense hasn't been playing bad of late either. So I, I like that under. Yeah, maybe we lean the under. I, I tend to think too with – Maybe the Cardinals will get up for that game with the J.J. Watt retirement. Like maybe that'll that'll yeah, fire they, them they up a little bit. Could definitely galvanize them. Yeah, could could a little bit of uh, wind in their sails. I don't know. Maybe maybe we think about that under. Uh, yeah, I, I'm in for that. Were were we all in for the uh, Bears Lions the the over on that? Because I we were saying that it was going to be a shootout earlier. Yeah, yeah, I'm in on that one too. Um, that one, yeah, fifty two. That's a high number. We're all on the Bears. To cover as well so we got we got some options we are on the bears there um adam were you on the jags texans over um i wasn't but i I can get behind that okay yeah i I mean i'd I'd rather do that than probably the giants or the bears okay you like that more than the giants or the bears yeah okay um though i do like the bears do you like the Cardinals Falcons under more than you like the Bears or the Giants? Yes. Okay. So maybe Jags Texans over Falcons Cardinals under? Falcons Cardinals Falcons Cardinals under and then the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm good with that. I'm let's let's uh think that's a winner. Let's do it. Yeah, I think uh yeah the yeah, the Chiefs are the only spread that we're all confident on, and um, you know we, we actually got a good amount of um, um, counter takes. With the, we don't have a lot, we have a lot of disagreement, which is not normal for ours. <laughs> so that's probably a good thing. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, both those over under lines: Cardinals, Falcons under, and then uh, Jags, Texans over. I, I like them both. Okay, well let's uh, let's lock that in then. Send it to Vegas. Heck yes, let's, let's put it let's in. Let's do it. Let's get a winner. All right. New year, new uh, new podcast parlay. New year, new podcast parlay. Yeah, so hopefully uh, our our resolution will be to uh, to keep things going here. We'll we'll find <laughs> out, uh, you know, just how uh, how good the parlay is. It'll be a, a nice way to bring in the new year if it can hit for us. But uh, want to uh, thank everybody for another year of listening to the podcast as we close out the calendar year of 2022. Uh, you know, thankful to be able to do this and uh, and get together and, and put together the show each week. So, thanks everybody that's uh, been listening and enjoying it. Um, thank you to uh, Rob for coming out and Absolutely. filling in. Uh, great job this week, uh, filling in for uh, Robbie. So, uh, big shoes to fill, but you did it uh, admirably. So, oh, thanks. Thank thanks you very much. In. It was uh, it was very fun. Yeah, thank was, you both. If we could figure out how to do this uh, remotely. Um, you're you're always welcome uh, to join Absolutely. us. Absolutely, uh, thank you. 
absolutely fun. We we haven't figured that out for ourselves <laughs> yet, <laughs> but uh, if if we can get to that point, then we will uh, we'll we'll let you know. But, yeah, we're very analog uh, <laughs> with this. Yeah. We're, we're always done it in person. We've never uh, figured out the uh, remote. Um, remote podcast recording but yeah as soon as we do we'll have you on as much as we can yeah oh, we're, we're I appreciate it. <laughs> less company to figure out uh workplace <laughs> mobility apparently but um all right well that'll do it for the uh the week 17 episode guys so thanks again for tuning in uh we will be back next week with our week 18 episode uh hopefully to break down a couple pivotal uh make or break matchups in the final week of the season and uh Get us off on a good foot and ready to break down the uh, the NFL playoff games because uh, I don't know about you guys, but that's my favorite time of year. So, oh yeah, uh, looking forward to it. But uh, until then, we will talk to you guys later. <laughs>